Well, here we are again, the Bromley Buzz. Welcome everyone. And today, here with me, bonjour tout le monde, we have... Darren Wheel of Intune PR. And myself, Zenat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. And we're back at the Newman Flexible Workspace today. We are, up in room 1819. First floor. Mm. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us, don't we, today? Yes, a we do. A very special guest. Mr. Deputy Mayor himself. Mm. Councillor Tony. Tony Owen. Yeah. Welcome to our buzzing podcast. Yeah, you know what? A, a chain of office really does add something to the atmosphere. It does. Can you leave it behind? Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I had the privilege... Tony, Tony cuts across and looks at the driver who's about to hit me. <laughs> well, I had the privilege <laughs> of uh, gently mm. feeling the weight of... Um, a mayoral chain yes. of office. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just the weight. Not 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 Tony's. Uh, um, not Tony's. We haven't been playing <laughs> with, the, with the Bromley uh, deputy mayor sort of chain. We of have office a few today. spare actually because five district councils joined together. So we've got a Bromley chain, a Beckenham chain, an Alpington wow. chain, all hidden away in our safe. I was very impressed at the mayor's charitable. The you know the chains were incredible. Chains, that sounds really wrong, doesn't it? We don't call it chains, do we? Yes, um, when they meet, they call themselves the chain gang. Oh, the chain, chain, chain <laughs> gang, that was a bit of a tongue twister. Anyway, Dazzle, yes, well, what have we got going on today? Well, we've got a little bit of news about our own podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I've successfully got us on to Apple Podcasts and iTunes at last, after much Woo trying. Uh, in fact, I've been so successful on there twice, so I'm going to have to read one of them. But if you'd like to consume your podcast that way, you can do. And on that, if anyone knows how to get us on Alexa, then please do give us a shout. We desperately want to get on to Alexa. Well, in theory, we are on Alexa. Well, no, we're not, because it it's not worked. working. Yeah. Well, we're, officially, we're on iTunes for a while. Well, why don't you ask well. Alexa? Maybe she'll tell you. Oh, Alexa can be so difficult sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> the silence. <laughs> you do realise that's the name of a counsellor, don't you? No. Well, there, 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 there's a lot of councillors around The, the Chairman of Development Control is Alexa. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll ask. So what's this thing about the autism podcast? Well, it's, it's nice to be able to talk about a fellow podcaster in Bromley. Mm. Uh, this is at episode two. There's a charity called Casper, C-A-S-P-A. -A. Oh, uh, it's not we, Casper the ghost then? Absolutely not, no. Um, Although he's quite a cute name, isn't he? He is cute. But yes, Casper Life with Autism podcast on Spotify, and quite possibly like us on other channels too, uh, run by a, a person called Kim Thursfield. And on its about, it says the following Casper is a Bromley based charity for children, their families, and adults with autism. This podcast speaks to members and parents about their stories. And I started listening to it uh, yesterday, and it's Great that there is one because it's a fascinating it, group. It is absolutely needed. Things like this because there, are, you know, coming from the educational sector, there, you know, I come across so many children with autism, and there are families out there that really, really struggle just understanding. So this is a great platform to get some support, uh, some understanding um, as to you know they're not alone. There's lots of um, people going through the same thing and can provide insights. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I was planning to invite them onto our podcast anyway, so we will do that in due mm. course. That might be a good one for my um, Mindset Matters radio show every Friday. Yes, indeed. On, on channel, channel radio. radio. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're getting better at this, um, making yeah. the links thing, aren't we? I um, know. Right, on to the, uh, our favourite section of the show in some respects, other than your affirmations, as he getting that in quickly, uh, and that is the buzz of the week, the stuff that's been giving us a bit of a, an excitement and a thrill here. Uh, and uh, actually, having uh, Mr Deputy Mayor along is got to be up there with that. Oh, it's the top of the buzz. No, it means a lot to us. The the mayor, uh, the mayoral team, if I can put it that way, uh, without even getting into what um, you will say later on, just go around encouraging people in what they're doing and making them feel good. We've seen it before ourselves at numerous things, including mm. uh, China Sharma's Macmillan Coffee morning uh, in September. Uh, and, mm. and it's a great office and we want to carry on sharing it. So uh, my first buzz of my own... Uh, might entail some singing uh, or an attempt at it, but it, it's well, it's a good thing we've terrible. got a, a DJ here today. Oh, well, you got that in very quickly. Yeah, didn't you? Well, oh, look um, at it there. <laughs> yes, obviously you're talking about Neil, the chauffeur. Oh no, you're not. No, I'm not. No, Neil is a Rat Pack singer. Did you know that? Oh really? There's he, Neil in the background giggling. <laughs> well, you can come on and perform for us if you like. Uh, he, he performed at Petswood Calling which um, is the Petswood Annual Music Festival. And um, I asked the organiser and we got him a slot. It's a bit worrying because he's on early, early and he did two numbers, the second of which was my way, and I thought everyone would go home. Could you give <laughs> us a little bit of a taster? This is where he's going off his job rapidly, I think. <laughs> right, anyway. Speaking of music, can we quickly... Yeah. Get um, Councillor Tony Owen to tell us a little bit about your DJing. Oh. We're on that topic, aren't we? And that goes back to the Bromley Ball, because we saw and him in action and I tweeted Ball. on Bromley Buzz the picture of him on the decks there. I mean, the stuff here that I'm reading is incredible, you know. Come on, yes, well, On my <laughs> leaflet, my rather eclectic musical taste, mm. uh, would you care to guess the nationality of those artists? Read them out. Oh, oh, let me read them out. I'm to get my eyes because you know. Good quiz questions. Okay, here we go. We've got. uh, He has very electric musical taste, embracing artists. By the way, I haven't got my glasses on. That's why I'm reading kind of robotically. From many parts of the world, including Albania, Israel. Do you want to say that one? No, Alabina. Oh, (laughs) there you go. I should wear my glasses. Alabina. Kamakawali. Juliana Kani. Kani Mon Laferte, you should say that both of me anyway. Yeah. Pink Martini. Oh, that's up your street. That's up my street. Pirion Jayasinghe. Rocio Durcal. That's not bad. And Sayoro Yuki, it sounds like. Uh, Among uh, many uh, others. Some East Asia and some Africa. Wow. Mixed up. So Sayori Yuki is Japanese. Yes. Wow. And, and Pink Martini has an Anglo Japanese leader of the band. So do you play any of this in your DJ sets? Um, if I can slip it in, yes. But it's very difficult. People will only dance to what they know, generally. But if you've got something going of a certain genre and you can slip something in they don't know, then uh, it's rather fun. I mean, if you put it under the umbrella yeah. of world music, uh, a lot of world music has actually made penetration into our charts in the last few years. So you've had the Afro-Cuban All-Stars on the one hand, and of course you've had Ed Balls and the, uh, what was the, the thing from Korea that he did? Ed, Ed Balls. In Ga- Gangman Star. Gangman, yes. Yeah. 
Oh, that's uh, always I know what you're going to say before you say it. I failed there, but never mind. We're only human. Yes. But there are. used to be a French punk tune, Saplan Pour Moi, which Ooh. suddenly Sounds got lovely. in the British charts out of nowhere, a long time ago. Mm. Can't remember. And Q Sakamoto was a uh, Far Eastern artist, got in British charts, not quite sure how. But strange Should things have, have always happened over the years. But mm. more recently, Latin stuff, Louis Fonzi, Despacito. Mm. Very good. Camilla yes. Cabella, very good. I do like Spanish. Mon Laferte, um, she's the number one Chilean artist in Spotify, but has lived in Mexico for the last 12 years. Okay, that's something I didn't know. Um, so the, this kind of slightly mirrors our borough in a way, because it's a, a very diverse place. And I, is, I, yeah. I reckon there'll be fans of um, just about everything we mentioned somewhere mm-hmm. uh, in this area. Absolutely. Right, the thing I was doing my fandom at was the Churchill Theatre mm. and the Musical Six, where I went to with uh, one of my daughters. And uh, the, six, the show Six is based on the lives and indeed the demises of five of Henry VIII's six wives. And uh, it, it's beautifully sung and performed and it's very, very eye-impact and exciting. Unfortunately, I went to the divorced last... Divorced, beheaded, night. died. Yes. Divorced, beheaded, died. Survived. Um, and here's, here's a little bit of lyric from it. Uh, and this is The Queen's. But just for you tonight, we're divorced, beheaded live. Welcome to the show, to the history mix. Switching up the flow as we add the prefix. Everybody knows that we used to be six wives, dancing to the beat to the break of day. Once we're done, we'll start again, like it's the Renaissance. Everybody knows that we used to be six wives, but now we're ex-wives. And then Catherine of Aragon (laughs) says, remember us from your GCSEs. And the show goes on, and, and it's just fantastic. I'm sure it will be coming back to the theatre down the line. Just go. It's got a cult following, and you can see why. Uh, and talking of cult followings, uh, I think you have a buzz theatre-related as well. I do you? have a buzz uh, theatre-related. Um, I've just seen in the Life in Orpington magazine that in the Bromley Theatre, Chicago is going to be playing. Um, I'm really excited about that. Such a great musical. Um, I'm just kind of whizzing through, trying to find the page now. I've got my fingers in between so many pages at the moment. That sounds really wrong. Anyway, yes, it's Monday 22nd to Saturday 27th of November. So at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley. That's exciting. I'm definitely going. We've got Faye Brooks as Roxy Hart, Darren Day as Billy Flynn, and Django Scott as Velma Kelly, and Joel Montague as Amos Hart. I do love a musical. That, oh, that, I do. That, this is one of my favourites. I've well. seen this musical probably about six times, seven times. I'm going to ask the theatre if we can speak to one of the cast members. Right. I anyway, might be on stage with them. Um, we might be able to manage that. <laughs> right, I, I have, in a, in a continuation of this cultural outburst on the show, a book with me, which we'll take a picture of Cheryl later on. And this is by Gareth Roberts. It's called Only Human, and it is a Doctor Who novel. Uh, and uh, there is a reason for having this novel which will become clear. Here's a, an, an excerpt from page 12, okay? Tony, heh, not the, mayor, uh, the Deputy Mayor of Bromley, but nevertheless, Tony shrugged. He looked more closely at the unconscious caveman's face. Under the mop of dirty black hair, his bearded features were lumpy with huge misshapen brows and cheekbones. Dunno, but I think Notre Dame's missing a bell ringer. Dean felt himself being dragged out. Tony tagged along as usual. They headed for the kebab shop. A lot of their Friday nights ended up like this. It wasn't surprising Tony didn't recognise Dean's opponent, 
After all, nobody in Bromley had seen a Neanderthal man for 28,000 years. And there we go, Bromley in literature. We've already had it in the show Amazing. because we had Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice uh, yes. and the Royal Bell mentioned as well. And uh, I will be reading more from this because uh, other parts of Bromley come up later on and then they disappear into other times or whatever. But isn't that lovely? Yes, it is nice to know. <laughs> um, we have a, another a little buzz as well, which is back to your show again. Back to my show. Yes, you had Bromley Little Theatre. Oh, Anderson. yes, sorry. I was thinking of another buzz that I had. But yes, we'll go with that one. Yes, Bromley indeed. Little Theatre. So I've skipped buzzes, haven't I? I've interrupted you. Have, you and, yes, I know. that's my job to interrupt. Uh, so yes, Bromley Little Theatre, who we interviewed uh, a few weeks back now yep. at... Uh, the Bromley Little Theatre in their dressing room, which you were totally mesmerised by. Oh, and found yeah. it very entranced. interesting. Yeah, entranced is probably the word. Um, they appeared on my radio show, and we were talking about mental health for and well-being when it comes to actors and actresses in the theatre industry, and also about young people and what they're doing to support young people. Absolutely amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah, and they've got a show on uh, coming on now called Alice Always, yep. and they're doing It's a Wonderful Life at Christmas, and, and they've Christmas announced time. much of their 2022 programme already. Um, yes, yeah, so go to, over to my um, podcast, anchor.fm, and uh, Zenat hyphen Narani MSN. Oh, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> to listen to the replay of it. Excellent. Well Brilliant. Said. And you, then you'll hear things that I didn't know about before, such as. The concept of showmances when you get casts that are thrown together in the heat of rehearsal and so on. Oh yes. And uh, what happens That's there? I've never heard that term before. Have you not? No. Yeah. Did you? It's very um, common. You, you must Lots have of romances in the skating, skating industry. Hmm. <laughs> That's who you see twenty four seven. So. Yeah. Um, mm. I think the one that actually um, surprised me was the theatre being a bakery. Yes, that. that threw Did you me know as that? Well. No. Very long time ago. Oh, the, yes. Um, how long has the little theatre been going? Eighty Gosh. years, they said. Eighty yes, years. It's a very plus. long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a bakery apparently. And I'm amazed people don't know it more, but it's very, so very <laughs> tucked away, isn't it? It is. It's mm. that hidden little gem. But, the, but, but it is very close to uh, to to our listeners to Bromley North yes. railway station, so you can triangulate from there. It's literally yards away. And speaking of Bromley Little Theatre. Mm. Tony. I played my music there, yes. You did. <laughs> but it's got the most dreadful stairs, hasn't it, to um, get up. Yes, they yes. have plans to um, revolutionise the layout, I think. But, um, no, it's, the charm of the place is quite incredible, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. an intimate theatre space. It's, Very it's my favourite kind of theatre. And a couple of other bits from your show. Um, they said, nobody gets paid except the cleaner. Yes, That's that was quite there. funny. <laughs> And the other thing, which um, I didn't realise, or think about enough, uh, their president is the actor Michael York. And apparently he emailed them the other day um, and referred to the theatre as a cultural oasis in Bromley. Now, we know that there is more culture in Bromley, quite a lot of it. Mm. But I get the point. It is a particularly unique and lovely institution. So uh, thank you for that, Michael York. Uh, yes, Tony Disco's, we've covered that. See, <laughs> let's get back on track and um, you can do your buzz. Can I? Yes, my, my other buzz. I've got loads of buzzes today. You know, I was struggling before we came on. Yeah, but you get pepped up by doing the show, don't you? Pass me the Prosecco. Your fault, Dazzle. Okay, mm. so um, I was actually very fortunate and it, it really did give me a buzz 
to um, on Thursday last week, I went to um, Farnborough Village Hall in Farnborough, Kent, and I spoke at Every Breath Lung Cancer Support for the very first time. I was invited there by uh, Nikki Barclay and his uh, wonderful wife, Emma Barclay, um, who started this um, charity support group. And it was, it was just so wonderful to be around people and see the, the, the resilience that many are going through in terms of, you know, whether they're going through cancer or they've lost loved ones or it's just family who've gone there who've got loved ones who are going through it or lost loved ones. Um, and I was sat there listening to their stories and becoming quite emotional because I'm an empath, mm. as you know. I get quite absorbed by people's energy. And um, the Nikki, Nurse Nikki, uh, uh, DeLong, if I've pronounced that right, who works at the Prue Hospital, she, she introduced me to come up and speak. And uh, I said three words like, thank you for being here. It's an absolute pleasure. And then I just burst into tears mm. because I was so emotional. But then I was also inspired by these people. And what, what was great is when we hear about lung cancer, automatically the stigma around that is, oh, you're a smoker. And mm. it is not even that, it's far beyond that. It has hardly anything to do with that. There were so many people there, they don't even know why they got the cancer well, one of my in their lungs. One of my sadnesses, um, out of Bromley, pleasingly, uh, I went to a pub in Henlow in years gone mm. by, and I had two lovely boxer dogs. And both of them passed away from lung cancer, and that was before the ban on smoking in public. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just wonderful to be That was mm. a huge buzz. And having uh, Jason Morrell, Morrell, Jason, Morrell, I said yeah. it right. Mm -hmm. I did that on the radio show as well. Sorry, I always get his surname wrong. Who <laughs> really isn't in the, that particular group is Jade Window Cleaning Services. Yeah, it's Jade Window Cleaning Services, boy. yes. Um, no, he was there because, uh, you know, He's had family members go through that, but it was so lovely to have a familiar face there as well while I was um, doing my talk. Um, so yes, thank you for that and thank you for the support. And I'm really looking forward to being a huge part of Every Breath and to find out more information about them, everybreath.org.uk. Well done. On a, on a, uh, uh, on a contrast uh, to a, a healthy activity as opposed to the mention of smoking, mm -hmm. Um, and I take your point, it's not all about smoking no. with lung cancer, far from it. But I spoke to a future guest um, the other day, uh, and that is Janet from Orpington Football Club. Oh, that's right, yes. Uh, she is the coach of the Wildcats, the, um, the girls' teams there, uh, which range from uh, distinctly young uh, up to uh, adult. And she was really rather inspiring. And one of the bits that was inspiring about it <laughs> I interviewed for the previous episode Jess, uh, a seven-year-old footballer with Orpington FC, and uh, she was telling me a, a little bit about herself, but she didn't mention that uh, in her first game she scored ten goals, uh, which I learned from Janet. So I, wow. I crikey noses, uh, that's like the future Kathy Carney or something like that <laughs> from the sound of it. Uh, so anyway, I look forward to that one. Um, uh, and now we come back to one of the usual suspects in the broadcast, don't we? Because um, there's something that's excited you about somewhere we keep going. In fact, I was there at the weekend. Oh, uh, yes. I, I popped in after you the, did. Uh, after the uh, sixth thing. Do you know what? I've recommended this place to so many people and they've gone across to there. So I should be in, the, in there. I should be their cover girl. And the place is? The Garden Bar. 
Yes, in the, or within the premises of Royal Bell. Royal Bell and Bromley, in right on the corner Bromley. next to McDonald's. Oh, why is it next to McDonald's? Sorry, I don't do McDonald's. <laughs> Uh, yes, so apparently uh, they've got amazing um, events going on, uh, Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a brunch and then the evening dues, but what I'm really excited about um, is that they're opening up loads of, um, on the 30th, food venue bars and cafe bits in the closed section. Do you remember mm. when I posted that video of when I went and there was that Brazilian dancer dancing yeah. in that section? Yes. So I think it's it at least partly coincides with their former ballroom because mm. we had Gary Hillman, the owner, on uh, a developer of it yes. uh, on the show before, and he was talking about it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, the food there is amazing. You know, they've got this amazing. Um, I said amazing, amazing. Mm. How many times can I say amazing? Sort of absolutely. Uh, is their Argentinian uh, grill? It's really good. Chorizo, salchicha, patata bravas. Are we getting hungry? Well, I've been to Buenos Aires recently, <gasps> so um, quite interesting. I'm so jealous. A tango show. Oh, do you dance tango? No. <laughs> it's, it's very good to watch. It is. So I take it you watch Strictly then? And they... Brits are quite well received in Buenos Aires, which mm. you wouldn't necessarily expect given the Falklands, mm. but mm. a lot of their football players play in the English league. And that's um, a very good conversation point to start things off. And more people spoke English in South America than I thought. My Spanish is virtually non-existent. I can always teach you. But it, it's quite interesting, British sports, go to South America, yeah, talk about is. football, go to we India, talk cricket. cricket. And, and in fact... Um, People in India, they come up to you, where are you from? They don't seem to be able to tell the difference between Brits and South Africans and Australians. And my answer is always the country that taught you cricket. And then there's a slight silence. Yes. And then they suddenly realise what you're saying. So that's quite good fun. So sport, really brilliant for Mm. levering playing field with everybody. And um, quite moving in Buenos Aires because you've got the monument to the Argentinian death yes. in the Falklands mm. War. Um, and you don't realise how many there are until you see this monument with all the names on. So it's a, wow. a terrible waste of life on both sides. But there we are. Well, we've, we've got uh, coming up Remembrance Day in this country as well. And we uh, the uh, commemoration and the, the march from uh, the War Memorial in Orpington mm. uh, on the Sunday, the 14th of November after the day itself. Um, And we visit the grave of the last civilian killed in World War II. Hmm. Not done your quizzes lately? Yes, that's the the one that uh, was struck by probably a V2 rocket. Yeah, and All Saints Church. Um, What's less well known is just across the road is the Canadian Cemetery. And the Canadians supported Orpington tremendously during the Mm. war and Ontario ward at Orpington Hospital, so very strong Canadian yes, connection. Yes, there's going to be a huge emphasis on that yeah. on the day. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Right. Have um, you got another buzz? No, I don't actually, and I'm, I'm, that will do me for buzzes for the moment. Well, do you for buzz? What I, just... I do have is um, 
the the need to have an affirmation though, especially after you know some pretty serious topics there. What with uh, the, the lung cancer, the Remembrance Day, the the past in war. They're inspiring um, topics. That's true because in theory you learn from the past and make a better future with it. Absolutely. But, but uh, what's your uh, weekly affirmation? My weekly affirmation. Well, I'm uh, hunting. I'm going to do my my, my blah, try that again. Most recent one. Uh, which got posted on Sunday because my affirmations go out on Sundays. While you're looking, can I tell you the one which I've enjoyed the most uh, that's come up in your show? Um, Because this has actually come up more than once. You you say it frequently during the intro in any case. And that is, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Uh, That just helps people's perspective when they're going through trouble so much that... You know, you can stand back and think, okay, I'm not feeling great at the moment, but it's not such a disaster in itself, I can function. Yeah, and, and there's so much behind that, and it's about, you know, taking that step to uh, take a moment and focus. But I think it's also, which I follow by, is to make sure that you don't stay in that non-okay position, mm. that place. Try and come out of it as quickly as possible. You don't want to kind of wallow there. But it's really important. If you don't feel great about something, then that's absolutely okay. And if you don't want to do something, then be brave enough to say, you know what, I really don't feel like doing that. And say the word no. Because saying no is one of the hardest things. So, uh, affirmation that went out this week. Uh, well, it, actually, it's empowering question from mm-hmm. my book. Uh, beginning today with... On Amazon, <laughs> begin each day with positive affirmations and empowering questions that provoke your thoughts and help you to empower yourself. Is um, how have you become you? What makes you? Who are you? Really simple, but deep. Yes, and actually, if you think about it too deeply, it can be fairly devastating. Yeah? No, so, uh, I think so. But do you know what? I think well, I was having a conversation with someone recently, and um. We're never taught from a very young age to think about, you know, to stop and reflect about how our day's gone, what's been great, what hasn't been so great, where are we going, and we, as human beings, the human race, we need to stop for a moment and fit it into our daily schedule to just kind of take that moment and think, you know what, what am I grateful for today? What's been amazing and what hasn't? And if it hasn't, it's okay. What can I do next time? And I think life would be so much easier. What's your thoughts on that? I don't know how I've managed without it. <laughs> my day is usually opening up my um, iPads and um, finding rather a lot of emails. So, so I don't really have time to reflect on my day. I just go through it. And mm. quite often don't, <clears throat> don't go to bed till two in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Largely, some people get surprises at what time my emails arrive. <laughs> but um, bumper post bag at the moment with the walnuts in Orpington. Mm. Redevelopment yes. thereof. Indeed. Yes. Uh, I know it's uh, causing a lot of local interest, that one. Uh, by the way, we were talking about the buzz again. and the mm. to be on. I actually do have a little one I can throw in before we move on to the... Well, I've uh, got one more thing as well, as you know. I'm not sure if we can interrupt an interruption, but anyway. <laughs> There's a magazine called Happyful, mm. uh, which is devoted to mental health, and I've got the latest issue here. And of course, I'm co presenting with a, a mental health and wellbeing coach. Uh, and you told me that you were in it, which I didn't know before, so yes, that was really nice. Yes, and that's part of the Life Coaching Directory. Mm. Yes. What is the Life Coaching Directory? It's a directory for coaches and therapists 
to go on to um, and pop their services and hopefully people will reach out. But obviously they also provide lots of valuable, and the, and the coaches on there, provide lots of valuable insights, tips, blogs, articles, and of course their magazine. And I was in one of their issues back in, gosh, the beginning of lockdown it was. Right then, final buzz before um, Deputy Mayor. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I'm really excited. This Saturday, mm-hmm. um, I am. <laughs> Was that a little dance? <laughs> Deputy Mayor. Um, no, I'm taking part oh. along with uh, Jason uh, Morell. Jason. Jason. Jason and uh, Sarah Marsh Collins of. Babel Monkey Digital Marketing. There we go. Uh, we are doing a swim along at West Wickham Swimming Pool. Uh, it's part of the Rotary Club uh, and it's run by uh, Peter Waterbreath, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to be swimming a swim along at 4 pm there. So if you want to show your um, support, do come along. And even better, if you want to sponsor me, then please do so. Jump onto my social medias and uh, donate, please. Um, and I'm hoping that I'll be able to swim. It's been years since I've swam, even though I scuba dive, which sounds really odd. Um, I feel like I'm going to drown, but if there's some really lovely, sexy lifeguards, I don't quite mind. (laughs) It starts at four, it runs from four to seven. But you know what's really exciting, actually, about the swim Mm. along? Um, The Mayor of Bromley will be along to give us medals. So what's the charity that's benefiting from your swimathon? London Air Ambulance Charity. Right, and then we're going to move on to interviewing uh, Councillor Tony Owen of Petswood uh, and Knoll, and also Deputy Mayor of Bromley. Uh, what we're going to do in this show, actually, is just uh, have a bit of the interview played as part of this show, so we'll cut out in a little while when we're part way in. Um, but the full version is going to be available as a special episode, which we'll launch separately. Um, Yeah, uh, thank you for joining us again. Uh, It's three times in one show I've said thank you, which is definitely overdoing it. No, 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 uh, you can never overdo thank yous. It's an absolute pleasure, isn't it? Actually, you're right about the overdoing thank yous thing. uh, As a PR, it's something I keep saying whenever I I do any advice to people about PR, is at least say thank you to people, share the thing that you're on, etc. But uh, anyway, so you've been Deputy Mayor... Uh, for a little while now, because it runs May to May, as does yes. the mayoralty in general. And I've been deputy mayor before, 15 years ago. <laughs> 2007. Well, welcome so. back. Yes. Would you like just to tell us about yourself in general terms? Well, I'm a, a child of Chislehurst and Sidcup Urban District Council. So uh, my first school was Mead Road in Chislehurst. And then I went on to Red Hill. And I've paid a visit there recently because they're having their 70th anniversary. And I took along an old football photograph and caused mayhem in the classroom, uh, getting kids to see if they could recognise which one in the photograph was me. And not many got it right, um, but our attendant over there did. And I asked him how he guessed it, and he reckoned it was the eyes. So, But nothing else is similar. So that, that was good fun. Anyway, I'm hoping to go back to Redhill School and we may, um, six of the team we know to be alive, one we know to be dead and the others, we don't know where they are, but we thought it'd be fun to go along maybe um, to a fete or something and have the footballers there plus the photograph and run ourselves as a competition. Guess who's 
who are in the photograph and with a suitable prize. So that should be fun. Did you say prize? I'm never quite word with Neil. Find out. And um, there I went to Hurston Sickup Grammar School, which was kind of the St Olaf's of its day. Certainly sent lots of people to Oxford and Cambridge, which was always the ambition. And then I joined Philips, the Dutch electrical giant, where I trained as an accountant and spent 40 years in the electronics industry, electronic components and electronic components as we now go into everything. So really interesting. Um, at one time I knew where night vision tubes and infrared devices were going in the world with armies spying on one another. So I had to sign the Official Secrets Act. So really quite an interesting interesting. career in the electronics industry. And of course, Philips invented cassette tape, video 2000, lots of good, so it's a really good company to be with. Um, I think it's Dutch Calvinists set it up. So there's a very almost Christian ethos in the company, which is really nice. And right from the word go, it's all Christian names, which is very, very unusual. Mm. Back in the 60s, it was always Mr. This and Mrs. That. So that was quite good. And with the company, I spent two years in Southampton, at their Southampton factory. So that was thoroughly enjoyable, going out in the New Forest, uh, beaches at Muddyford. And then back, and I've worked in uh, their factory in Mitcham, which is now closed at a housing estate. And Pearly Way, which used to occupy, used to have a big television factory. That's gone, that's all shops. And the research labs in Redhill, they've gone. Um, So Philips had a really big presence in South London, particularly Croydon. So, um, and I go to events and it mentions um, on the mayoral leaflet um, what I did and you meet lots of Philips pensioners. So that's uh, quite a good thing. And then I joined the Young Conservatives when I was living in Wimbledon, uh, because at the time I was told that's where the best women were. Um, (laughs) um, Didn't have social media in those days. And and indeed I did marry a Young Conservative, Um, but I got him asked if I would uh, be a councillor there. So I was councillor there from 1978 to 1982. Uh, I got involved with Wimbledon Football Club, which was then in the Southern League, mm-hmm. and did their half-time music and everything else and all the announcements. So that was really interesting. Um, I left the council in 82 before Mrs May joined it in 86. So whether that was a shame or a lucky escape, I'll leave you to judge. Um, what was very interesting, though, with um, obviously the sad killing of David Amos um, Mm. is when I was in in Wimbledon the MP was Sir Michael Havers and his flat got bombed by the IRA and when we did advice bureaus uh, with Sir Michael Havers there was an armed guard outside and one little amusing anecdote Sir Michael Havers is the father of Nigel Havers and in those days they didn't have video recorders and 
So Sir Michael said to me, oh, Tony, will you take these last two or three constituents? Because um, I've got to get home to see Nigel on television. So they didn't know why they got the councillor rather than the MP. But that's why, little secret. And then the strange thing is, when I came to Alpington and became a councillor, um, Ivor Stanbrook, the then Alpington MP, was chairman of the Northern Ireland Backbench Committee. And lo and behold, uh, MP and me as a councillor doing our surgeries, and there's an armed guard outside again. So things sort of come round. It's different people now and less easy to recognise, but there's always been that danger there for elected representatives. And I've had um, wheel nuts loosened on my car, on my drive. Um, I've had my car vandalised on my drive. And it's very sad, probably about half the councillors now don't put their home address on the website because things can happen, which is such a shame because we're just ordinary people living in the neighbourhood. Um, we see and hate just the same as our neighbours and doing our best for the neighbourhood. And then people do that if you're not doing it quite the way they see it. So, oh, very sad. Well, one of the things that you're doing right now, of course, is being Deputy Mayor. Yes. Uh, what do Deputy Mayors do? The prime thing is to support the Mayor, because the Mayor is the Queen's representative in the borough, and we're very proud of our Mayor, and as the Queen uh, pays visits, so the Mayor pays visits. And unless you've been... If you visit a voluntary group that work really hard all the time, and then the mayor visits. It's just amazing what a difference it makes to that group. They feel appreciated, and of course, there's the opportunity as well. Um, we have a a newsletter on the website and Facebook pages, so we are able to give them publicity. And then we turn up in our red robes for certain things, which always looks good. You mentioned the chain I'm wearing mm -hmm. today, and and then they can put that on their website or whatever so it's a, a real win-win and then the other thing we do we quite often get invited to mayors outside the borough and everyone has their charity so you get invited to quite a few charity things and I've had some quite interesting things Morris dancers in New Romney and um, I was shocked to find it not Morris men down in <laughs> New Romney, which is quite interesting because the, the Bromley Morris men... Uh, are there some? There are. Oh, what a discovery. Um, mm. With our twin town in Neuvied, they are the star attraction because Germans cannot believe um, men all dancing around. Well, to be fair, that's the nearest thing to <laughs> British wearing lederhosen, I think. It could well be. So... Um, Yes, yeah, so that was interesting, and then I also was a guinea pig for the Kent and East Sussex Railway. They're going to be running cream teas next year, and they they had a charity event with mayors, and um, we obviously publicise our event, so they come to our charity things, and then you're promoting the borough as well to a degree. Um, so I think Neil. Cream tea was good, wasn't it? Neil, by the way, is the attendant, but 
he was put in another carriage. <laughs> it wasn't with first. a lot more cream teas. <laughs> so, that, and, and talking of cream teas, um, I went to the Methodist Church in Alpington, where they were opening a big annex they built, and um, that's basically drop in for anyone who wants company or anything, rather the sort of things you've been talking. Okay. And. Um, they served a cream tea, mm-hmm. and the the minister was sort of oozing about the cream, the jam, and all this sort of thing. And then I was asked to say a few words, which was um, quite good. And one of the things they'd laid on was Indian dancers, which was good, because my last holiday, it's amazing to think it's still last year, um, was a tour of India, so that they might almost have done that for me. Uh, the other thing with the Methodist Church, my wife and I, celebrated our ruby wedding in May and we managed despite Covid to visit Chislehurst Methodist Church on the very day turned out to be a Sunday so so good connection with the Methodist Church but when you say a few words you sort of wonder how to bring it to a close and I was sitting there listening about the talk of all the cream teas Mm. and so I said how good everything was it could almost have been made for me and then I said there was one thing that really troubled me ab- about the afternoon and you, you look at the faces and they, what's he going to say? And, and I said, I really don't know how you can square um, this cream tea with lead us not into temptation. So, <laughs> so that did get a laugh. I'm not sure if it was relief or, or, or they thought it was funny, but... Um, the, the circuit minister was there and there was a, a really good smile from the front row, so that was fun. Well, I'll tell you what, we, we really do love our food and our drink on this show, as, we as, do, as you know, yes. we'll admit to. Uh, I think that this would be where the, uh, the regular show uh, departs and we'll carry on this interview in the extended version after this point. Right. It's a special edition. Right, what's next on the uh, agenda today? Ah, yes, it would be... Spotted on social. Spotted on social. What did I spot on social this week? Visit Chislehurst TIC, a.k.a. at Visit Chis, uh, said, please welcome the latest bear face to the Chislehurst Bear Trail. In just over six hours today in Scadbury, talented Will Lee from chainsawcarvings.co.uk created this wonderful bear, which you'll have to look up the picture on Twitter for that. Um, we retweeted it at Bromley Buzz. Before and after pics below. Huge thanks to at Chiselhurst Socky, S O C Y, that must be Chiselhurst Society, for funding and at Scadbury Park for support. And I have to say, it's a very cute bear. Um, I will share the picture with you. I love see. bears. You know me and my bears. I've got a few pictures with big bears. Right, would you like to <laughs> bear all from Life in Morpington magazine? Uh, yes. Because so there's a new issue out. There is a new, so November issue, um, there's some lovely things in this November issue. One of the things I like, which um, was they've got an article on uh, cholesterol, so that there's an injection out mm-hmm. on cholesterol, but do read in that, and uh, as far as I understand, it's for people who've had heart conditions and all of that, but it's it's still it's under, yeah. it's, it's a massive advance, as we know. Um, so there's a couple of things I wanted to mention. I'm going to do the poetry corner later, because that's, I think, a nice one to end mm. with, apart from we've had my affirmation. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to uh, Loretta Wright, uh, the magazine, for mentioning Macmillan Morning um, again for the cake and coffee 
morning that was held at uh, Tangent Office Resources um, by Chandra Sharma. So again, thank you very much for featuring us in there with all the people who donated um, their donations. business donations, donated their donations. Yes, absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was um, we've got World Kindness Day, so that, you know, I'm there, and World Kindness Day, I think, you know, it shouldn't be just about that one day, but it needs to be about kindness every day, and they've given 20 ideas that you can do for World Kindness Day, which is on Saturday, coming up, 13th of November. It's a day where we can all attempt to make the world a better place, where it is a random act of kindness, a good deed for someone, or just being extra thoughtful. And in that magazine, so do pick up your copy, there's some 20 ideas, but you know what, it should come out naturally. All of these things are, anything is kindness, even saying, Dazzle, you are absolutely wonderful. So are you, see. I'm great, I'm grateful to have you in my life. And I'm grateful to have you in my life. This, this, this is the um, Mutual Fan Club podcast. <laughs> and it's not 13th of November, so all these kind of acts should be happening, no matter, you know when it is so yes what else is going on um i've just lost my page you were going but to do some poetry in a minute i am going to do should i do that poetry let me do yeah. that poetry um oh i've just spotted tangent again star response he's everywhere tangent is everywhere tangent office resources strikes again okay so it's oh you need to get the magazine for this i'm going to be doing this so mm -hmm. uh the star response so wins a £10 voucher to spend at oh, on stationery at Tangent Office Resources. You need to get the magazine. I am going to be doing that because you know me and my post-it notes. I love my post-it notes. Anyway, enough of the waffling. Poetry Corner. This is written by Jackie Land, sorry, Langridge. And it says, my favourite thing. Dancing is the thing I love. It makes my spirit soar. I love to hear the music when it leaves me wanting more. To dance something balletic or to do a spot of tap. The music always moves me from a ballad to a rap. I find my feet a, t uh, feet a tapping even when I'm sitting still because the rhythm is inside me even when I'm, I try to chill. I always, I'll always be a dancer even when I'm 83. The theatre's where I'm happy and a place I love to be. It's the first thing that I think of when I rise up from my bed and the last thing I think of when I choose to rest my head. So let me always live this life in which I get to dance. As I know, I'm really lucky just to even get the chance. Well, there's a person who will enjoy both Priory Live next year, 6th of August, which we keep throwing in, and likewise the Bromley Little Theatre. They, mm -hmm. they clearly get the buzz out some of the same things that we do. That's beautiful. It is rather good. That is lovely. I like that. So well done, Jackie Langridge. Can I throw a best-kept secret at you at this point? Go on, throw it at me. All right, well, it's only been around for a year, so the opportunity to know about it is uh, recent. But I bumped into someone photographing birds in our local park, Priory Gardens, yesterday. Mm. That led me to discover that there is something called the Priory Gardens Wildlife Foundation in Orpington, which has 429 members in its Facebook group, mm -hmm. and they're doing things to help the wildlife in the park. Um, oh, really? From a kind of uh, protection things through to uh, helping them find better nesting sites and all sorts of bits and pieces. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and indeed doing some feeding as well. It's all rather nice. 
And I learned a couple of um, things that amused me. So there's a couple of um, what might have been uh, exiled farm white geese in our park, mm. uh, and they're apparently called Ronnie and Reggie by this group. <laughs> Uh, and uh, likewise, I, it might have been the swans, but I could be wrong. But if so, they're Rene and Renato. And finally, there's a half grey rag and half Canada geese, Bruce, in there. Mm. And he's called Arthur. So presumably that's Arthur Canada, Arthur grey Arthur. Yeah. Lovely. How amazing. But, you know, that's a lovely kind of a group. Yeah. And, you know, speaking about the Wildlife Foundation, and mm. we were talking earlier with um, Councillor Tony Owen about the greener green mm. aspect. And I've just seen something here in the Life in Orpington, Eco News, on the Eco News. I know that we're going to be coming up to the news in a minute, but it's talking about 20 ways we've turned uh, green. A third of the UK households have become greener since the first lockdown by turning lights off, recycling more carefully, and showering instead of bathing. Um, the study of uh, 2,000 adults of Prince's Fish also found that 31% now only fill the kettle as much water as they need. 27% of us turn electrical off at the sockets and 22% wash clothes at low temperatures. I mean, it goes on and on. And it, mm. it, it, it talks about 20 ways even we've turned green. And, you know, that's really interesting because for years and years, my mother has been saying, only fill the kettle up. So it's not recent news, mm. actually. Well, we, we need to listen to our parents a little bit more because they're actually pretty wise. My parents would say, turn off lights, turn off electrical um, things at the socket to save ele energy, and um, don't fill the kettle up full. Why do you need to fill up a kettle to the top if you're only making one cup of tea? Hmm. Why waste the electricity? Yeah. A lot of the old things will come back to help yeah. rescue us now. I'm sure the, the habits from wartime even. No, right, do, 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 do. news. Unless you've got anything else that you want to... No, carry. news. Let's go for the news. Right. So two, the two corporate social news. responsibility, go on. Yeah, well, corporate social responsibility, which means that businesses who do good things for the community, that's what it really boils down to, need celebrating. Mm. Uh, and the more of it, the better. Because uh, businesses have money, other people need money, and they need it to do things in the community. So I'm just going to give a little... Um, clap to Judge and Priestley, local solicitors firm, who have um, announced continued support and sponsorship of Bromley Football Club for the 2021 season. And hi to Peter Taylor from the Beckenham office, who I happen to know, and who didn't put me up to this. Uh, <laughs> the, other, the other one is uh, on a volunteering matter. Our friends at Bromley Rotary, uh, Christine Atkinson, uh, she's written, ever wanted to be or join Father Christmas? and have an evening available between the 8th of December and the 23rd. Please come and join us uh, at Bromley Rotary Club. Uh, and if you wish to do so, email Christine Atkins, so that's like Atkins without the I, Christine, A-T-K-N-S, at AOL.com. All funds raised go straight to charity. If you wish to nominate your favourite charity, we can donate a percentage. So, Z, if you fancy putting on a big white beard and a red coat, you're in. Oh, I've, I've already volunteered along with Sarah. Oh, We're well, going to be the elves. I could be a Santa then. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm volunteering right here and now. And you know what? Just, uh, just to add to that, just you know, a heads up to keep your eye out there and for businesses out there within uh, the London Borough of Bromley, the uh, Bromley Passport Club that Denise Mead Hill is yeah. or has founded. Yeah. She's running a tree trail. Uh, so look out for more information on this. Um, 
I'll gather a lot more because there's a couple of emails I need to chase up on this, which hopefully you're you're going to play a little part of yes, part I'm, in it, and yeah. I'm going to play a part as much as possible. Um, and it's about this tree trail because many um, last time they had a giraffe trail, which worked beautifully and wonderfully with schools and mm. and designing it. So yes, keep an eye out for that. We might mention that in the next podcast with more details. Which brings us beautifully to the close of this podcast. Shall we do a, a uh, buzz? N- oh, before we do, uh, yeah, what was this U3A Sandy and Gardening? Uh, um, I spoke to Sandy Bowden, I think, mm-hmm. from the University of the Third Age in Bromley this week. Somebody that I want to get on the show in due course. But it is a group which enables older people, people who are, aren't working or are working less, to find new activities to fill their time. Mm-hmm. And there are thousands of people in Bromley mm-hmm. uh, and who do this and the range of activities that you can do you join the University of the Third Age locally you pay I think it's a shade under £20 a year for it so it's mm-hmm. very little money and that gives you the ability to plug into the groups and to create your own so her one uh, I believe is a gardening group but there's other ones for music physical things mental health things you name it they'll be in there uh, and so it's like an, an open invitation to do things with like-minded people when you're getting a, a little older. Uh, ah. And it was a pleasure to speak to her. Brilliant. Sounds great. I think we can buzz out. Yes, or indeed off. Right. So... <laughs> Blowing the tone. We're going to buzz out time. from the Bromley Buzz here at the Flexible... Workspace. Workspace. New Thank Workspace. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Adios. Gracias. Arriba. Arriba, up. Well, that's, that's faster leaving, which we're doing now. Slowly. Arriba, arriba. Andale, andale. I'm going to go with chow. Chow and... Zzz. Zzz.